into the contest. It's Friday the 16th of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Drew Jones and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. Hello Shane How are you mate? Uh, big day yesterday it was Tom's sixth birthday so today I'm going to be taking out all the cardboard and rubbish. Yeah, I've heard he's eaten a lot of cake, as did I. Full mud cake, just smashed it down. You know, that's sort of your normal Thursday night. Yeah, a bit like Kevin Walters, mate. Um, no, he enjoyed it. He had a really, really good day. But uh, I've still got the kids today looking after him. So come on, school holidays. Let's just get these kids back to school, I say. Massive afternoon sport coming your way. Shad Wicker to talk a bit of rugby league and Matt Dunning. Rugby Union, the game they play in heaven. Also, just so you know, Shano, we're giving away a Spartan Rugby League ball signed by the mighty Canterbury Bulldogs. Go the doggies. All right, Thursday night footy is done and dusted, Shane. And while the Broncos were competitive against Penrith, the same cannot be said for St Kilda. An absolutely fierce beating at the hands of the defending premiers in Maddie's match, one thirty-four to forty-eight, Shano. Mate, Maddie's march turned into Maddie's stampede. It was um, look, St Kilda were in the game for the first, I suppose, quarter and a half, and then Richmond just turned on the Rockets, mate, and absolutely decimated St Kilda. I thought Max King for St Kilda was he's very prominent in the first sort of quarter and a half, but um, you know the. The real stars of, of Richmond, and there's no there's no uh, mistake why these guys have been up there for for many years now. You know, Jack Rewald kicked five, and and Tom Lynch three, and they were just dominant through the midfield. Well, I'll tell you who I loved last night was Shane Edwards. He's paid, I think, he's up to about 286 games of footy now. He was a great role player as a a young man for the Tigers before they became successful. He's just got the best footy brain you'll see. Mm. There was a goal he kicked from a stoppage where he just he like it's just stuck an arm up and dragged the ball down and then threw it onto his boot, snapped it over his shoulder. He's a skillful, he's smart, he's quick. Absolute gun, Shane Edwards. And Brett Ratton, after the game, he torched his side. They lost the clearances. Mm. I think they lost eight in a row at one stage in the third quarter when they were just getting beaten really badly. And he said, we've got to be better than that. We were soft. And so disappointing for the Saints after that great comeback against West Coast last week. Yeah, it was, and it was a really, really good start against the uh, the Premiers. But um, you know what? The, what all good sides do well is they sustain pressure. Um, they they soak up the pressure from from the opposition. They stay in the competition. They stay in the fight. And then once the momentum shifts, they can turn and um, and then score points. And you know that they, they are a very very good football team. Um, they haven't had the the, the most um, consistent start to this season, but. From that last night's performance, they're going to get a lot of confidence out of. Yeah, that's the Tigers that we expect to see. They're 3-2 and two now, and look out. They're making a charge up the table. Shano, up next, let's get some humour. Let's get some rugby league in our Friday. Shad Wicker will join us. Shane, it's Friday, so we like talking rugby league. We also like having a bit of a giggle. So we've got Shad Wicker to join us, our resident funny man and NRL expert. Shad, welcome to Afternoon Sport. Mate, pleasure to be here, guys. How are we doing? Mate, I'm doing really well, Shad. I'm doing a little bit better than the Broncos, mate. They are struggling up there. They've got a, they've got a Muppet in charge, I think, from the Muppets. <laughs> I think it's Waldorf and Statler in charge there, mate, uh, in Kevy Walters. Look, I love coming on here and ragging on the Broncos, but I think <laughs> there has to be there has to be some level of, oh, geez, they almost did something that no one expected them to do last night. Well, it's a little bit of that. They, um, they, they were in the game there for 
for quite a while. Um, only going down twenty to twelve versus the uh, the top team in Penrith. They they did show a bit of fight, but I was quite disappointed during the week when Kevy Wiles has come out and said. Look, it's not my team. Well, he's still getting paid, isn't he? Yeah, I, I saw that. Like the cake reference was the thing that got me a little bit <laughs> confused. How he was like, what is it? Like I'm, I'm around five of 25. So if you look at a cake, I've eaten a quarter of the cake. I was like, well, first off, the maths doesn't quite add up with that one either, Kevy. Um, but also, if you're eating a cake, are you basically eating like at the moment, it's one of those $2 ones from Coles. I feel like that's what he's having at the moment. It's the old mud cake. That you, you pull out uh, when you forget to bring the cake to the party, so you go real late. Uh, so in the second half, Nathan Cleary took control for the Panthers, which we expected top team. They're six and zip now. Um, Broncos one and five. Um, being a, a Queenslander, what can you tell us about the kind of pressure that gets turned up on the Broncos when they start a season in this manner? Mate, well, it's kind of uncharted territory, isn't it? Like it's mm. – I'll tell you this much, mate. Caxton Street is quiet. I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't there last night. I've, I have the pleasure of getting out of town. I'm up in, in Cairns at the moment where things are looking grim up here anyway because the Cowboys are doing even worse than the Broncos. I'm so nervous for Origin. That's, that's where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> A little bit of talk about uh, Carmichael Hunt maybe coming back to the Broncos. And, and Kevy, Kevy looks like a, um, a deer in a headlight. And um, I'm quite enjoying this in these uh, – uh, press conferences but um yeah it does appear that Carmichael is coming back yeah I'm I'm like I don't mind the idea of having Carmichael back I mean I was Mm. talking to some mates about that when there was no fullback that ran the ball back the way Carmichael Hunt used to like you know how now it's like everyone catches it they look for a spot on the edge and then they run up the side whereas Carmichael Hunt was like no I'm just gonna run straight ahead at a guy that's twice my size and see how I go I don't know if a 34 year old Carmichael Hunt is going to make that much of a difference to a Broncos side. <laughs> but it, it seems like Kevy's going, what worked in the highlight reels of rugby league in Queensland? Oh, well, when we brought Alfie back, like we're not far off that for the Broncos, by the way. They're going to chuck a jersey, a number seven on Alfie if this half situation doesn't work out. You're going to have old Carmichael Hunt, Alfie in the number seven. They'll probably wheel out the Wally Lewis statue as well, the way they go. And I just remember when um, when uh, Carmichael Hunt years ago left the NRL and went and played AFL. And it was one of the, one of the, great, one of the great banners in the crowd it says only soft hunts play AFL I thought that was quite clever <laughs> <laughs> he was shot like it was him and Falau wasn't it that went and had a crack at yeah, yeah. god Falau was bad <laughs> oh. Carmichael Hunt was actually he was alright he wasn't that bad but Falau was really really bad <laughs> hey um Shad, have you heard of a young man by the name of Brendan Piakura yeah he got signed for 1.2 million dollars as an 18 year old what were you doing at 18 Man, I tell you what, I was lucky to have eighteen dollars, let alone really that much money. What's the way? <laughs> I mean, I've got an issue, I reckon, with these people getting paid so much money so early. Like, it, it, how often does it actually pay off? Like, if you look at the NRL at the moment, there's only one that I can think of that has kind of lived up to this giant price tag at such a young age, and it would have to be Kalen Ponga. But even then, mm. what have the Knights been doing? You know what I mean? Like, is there not a worry of going, we're going to splash a hell of a lot of cash out to keep a young player on board and then butcher our salary cap for the next four years? Like, it just shows how hard it is for the Broncos to even get people to play for them at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the issues, are, there's a couple of issues here. The fact is, um, look, the, the, the average length of any sporting career across all sports is only four years. So, that yeah, it's, it's not very long at all. It's what people don't really understand. Um, but saying that, um, you know, you had a young Brad Fittler start at 18. He wasn't on big money, but but he survived 
and you know, I suppose the test of time. Um, but a lot of guys that start very, very young are generally sort of burnt out by the time they're 22 and um, if they make the four years. So, yeah, it's a big amount of dollars, $1.2 million for a young, talented, he's very, very talented player, but um, 18, time will tell. It all just stinks of desperation from the yeah, Broncos, mate. That's yeah. all it is. It's like the Broncos have got all these – if their girlfriends want to break up with them, so they're trying to go, oh, I'll buy you this. Okay, like, you know what I mean? Let me take you to a really nice restaurant. Please stay. Just please stay. Shad, just, you mentioned Origin before and that you're a little bit concerned about the Maroons. Uh, we've had the age-old el- eligibility debate. I think probably for the best that Tom Alolo isn't available to play, although, I mean, if I guess if he was going to play for Queensland, then it's not such a bad thing. Well, I, I um, because I was born in Tonga, so I uh, I like seeing him chuck on the red jersey during the World Cup and beating Australia in New Zealand the way that they've never been beaten before. I, I think that that period of uh, of the last couple of years of seeing like Islander nations become really strong in international footy makes me kind of think the eligibility should never change for Origin. Like it should stay where it is now. Already has enough controversy. You know what I mean? Whereas. I think the best way to stop anyone from trying to make this argument is to actually go, hey, how about during Origin we get the whole comp to take a break? We just have the Wednesday of the State of Origin and on the weekend we do a Pacific Nations Cup. You chuck like Tonga, New Zealand, Samoa, uh, PNG, chuck the Cook Islands in there as well. They had a good game and they just do a bit of a round robin for three weeks in a row. You get a big gap in the middle of the season and then the top two at the end can play after the grand final for a, a trophy. And then you've got pride in an international jersey, which only helps rugby league moving forward. And it stops people from wanting to try and put on a Maroons or a Blues jersey. Shad, that's not a bad call, mate. But it is called, yeah, it's called State of Origin, not State of Who Do You Want to Play for This Week. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's not like internationals haven't played it before, though. Remember yeah. Willie Mason yeah. had played for Tonga, Jared Hayne had played for Fiji. Mm. I mean, we don't have to, Brad Thorne, what, what side does he play for? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? He's he that guy's got a what's he gonna be playing next? Table tennis? He's coaching the Reds now. Like <laughs> what I thought on your side, mate. Oh shame comedy. <laughs> oh, terrible. Oh, early doors, isn't it? It's early doors. Shad, we appreciate your time on afternoon sport. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, Shana, we learned something there. When we have a comedian on the program, perhaps neither of us attempt any sort of humour whatsoever uh, because it's met by absolute bone-dead silence. Luckily, Matty Dunning is a former sportsman, not a current comedian, so we can try our funny stuff with him and talk rugby union up next. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. All right, Shano, plenty to talk in the world of rugby league. And now let's switch to rugby union. So former Wallaby Matt Dunning is with us on Afternoon Sport and a very familiar voice and face around the afternoon sport crew. G'day, Matt. Hey, Drew. G'day, Shane. How are you going? 
How are you, Maddie? Now, listen, um, there's a big test coming up in July against France, and Rennie, the coach, says there's two positions that are wide open, hooker and fullback, two key positions. Yeah, no, they've uh, they've selected the squad. Uh, they went in last well, this week, actually, and they've the three sort of incumbent hookers, hookers they've left out, and they've picked four, mm. uh, I guess, up-and-coming hookers, two, two of which are on the bench, um, which is quite interesting. Um Hopefully, it's just a shot at the backside to the three sort of incumbents because I think, uh, you know, they're, they're quality football. They haven't been playing as well as they probably should have been. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But the, the four young blokes, uh, especially Pukowski, sorry, uh, from the Waratahs, who's, uh, who's um, in a losing side, has been it's been pretty good. So, you know, I guess it's an opportunity for, for, for the four new blokes. And then you look at fullback, uh, Tom Banks, um, yeah, hasn't been playing as well as he probably would have liked. And Dane halapetti has been out with concussion, which is uh, yeah, obviously yeah. a high, high priority these, mm. in these days. So look, I'd love to see – I'm a big fan of Dane Halepetti. Uh, I'd love to see him back back playing. Um, and, uh, yeah, because he's a quality footballer when he's at his best. When you look at the, the training squad, Matty, what are some of the names that jump out to you that you like the look of in this team? Look, I, I always look at the front row first, as you know. The, the most important <laughs> position is, is, is tight head prop, and the second most is reserve tight head prop. Um, and if you judge our team by that, we're looking okay. Um, Tanella Tupo, he's playing uh, really well. I'm a big fan of his powerful, strong ball runner. He's a powerful athlete and a very good scrummager. We spoke to Dave Rennie on the show a few weeks ago, and he said he could be one of the best in the world, or he's not the best in the world mm. in, in time, and I agree with that. And then we've got Alan Alatoa, who... Uh, just does so much work. Very good scrummager too. So I, I think we're looking really strong there. Some other guys, uh, Tim Anstey's an interesting selection out of the Sevens program and, and club rugby. I think uh, those sort of selections are, are great. So I still want to see Lockie Swinton get another go after that test match in Brisbane where he uh, got the red card but was playing great up until then. And the red card was just one of those ones that, you know, it was, a, it was good intent. He just went a little high. So, look, uh, some great names. I, I don't think talent's our problem getting this squad together. I think it's uh, gelling the guys and, and really working on their, their rugby IQ to upskill them and, and really outthink the All Blacks. I think we've struggled to outthink the All Blacks over the last, some might argue, 20 years, but I'll at least argue the last 10 years. Hey, Matty, it's it's pretty well-known fact that in sport, when, when grassroots is strong, generally that sort of flows up to the national team. You and I were both up in Newcastle last Friday. Spartan Sports are a sponsor of the Newcastle Shoot Shield team, the Wildfires, but they had 500 people there at lunch. So there is support at the grassroots level, isn't there? 100%. Rugby is going well. There's, there's no better sport, you know, like, and, and mm. rugby as a product, people like, oh, yes, they can tinker some things for the Australian market. There's no doubt that we can do something. I'll come back to your question on grassroots. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> They can, they can tinker with the game, but the game itself is a product. It's going really well. In Six Nations, it's flying in, in, over in the Northern Hemisphere. New Zealand, you know, the MLR in the States. Rugby is going well. We've got a product that can sell. People are watching it. And it's a great game. It's super inclusive. All body shapes, everything. So that, that's a given. And so I think in Australia, we just, we just got to do it better at, on all levels. And, and grassroots is a massive part of that. Mm. We have to invest in the grassroots and have clear pathways for players so they can understand those pathways. That includes all levels, the country, schools, clubs, mm-hmm. everything. We've got to really have that engagement back. I think there's a, there has been in the past a bit of us and them, you know, with head office and, and the community game. It's sort of in the yep. professional game and the community game. We've got to get them closer together, working together, because, you know, if we can get, our, if we can get some real engagement in, in, in schools, I want to talk schools, I'm not, I'm not talking GPS, I'm talking all schools, I'm talking 
I'm talking yes. uh, primary schools. We used to go out as Waratahs, go to primary schools when we could go to the country. You've got to get that engagement with kids when they're young. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a Waratah. It can just be a development officer. It can be a young kid from the area who's 21 playing first grade. Get him in a Waratah T-shirt or a Reds T-shirt. Go to that school. Sign a few posters. Get engagement. And that's what our, I guess, our counterparts in AFL do really well. So I think we sure need to do. do more of that. You know, engage with, with grassroots, the community game, mm. and really, really push that. Because I think if our grassroots are strong, it's going to come up. And it's, all, it's, not, just, it's not just about getting better players and, and the, you know, the product, people watch, it's about people watching it. You know, if, if people are more engaged with the community level, they're going to come out and watch the Waratahs. Uh, hopefully they can do it better, but watch the Waratahs, watch the Reds. And we can just, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. We, we're not going to solve the rugby problem just by addressing one area. We need to address all the areas and, and get everyone working together. Matt, I love your passion on this subject. Of course, we are with Matt Dunning, co-host of The Running Game with Timmy Gilbert. Just on that how important to a, a renaissance in terms of a, a national and global level is the Wallabies being successful? Yeah, there's no doubt that, a, you know, when the Wallabies have been most successful, uh, rugby has been as, as, as most at the forefront in this country. You know, yeah. Aussies love supporting the Wallabies. You know, 99, we won the World Cup. Um, the game had only been professional for three or four years, and that was a massive shot in the arm to rugby. Massive. You can't underestimate how winning that World Cup. I was over there on a a classics trip. I was part of the 21s part of that trip. It was unbelievable to a shame. You would have loved it. Um, I was too busy winning a World Cup that year, mate, in cricket. The, <laughs> you, this tour was a lot less serious than that. Um, but, you know, like, I watched the 99 team. And they, when they came home, there was ticket take parade. It just gave the injection that the country needed. And then four years later, we had the World Cup in this country. And yeah. uh, we didn't win that one, but we went all the way to the end. And it was probably one of the greatest, you know, from a, from a point of a close game and a spectacle in that respect as, as you could go to. So it got a real big shot in the arm after that 99 and 2003. And that was off the back of a successful national side. So you can't underestimate how important that is. Um, so we've got to put our resources into that, but we, we can't neglect, we can't neglect one area of, of rugby in Australia because I think if, if we do that, we'll miss the boat. Uh, you're a genius, Matty, and we're loving the running game too, mate. You're doing a fantastic job on there. So anyone who loves their rugby, go to the podcast, The Running Game, check out Matty and um, and all your high-profile guests, mate. We're really enjoying it. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's obviously uh, I've got the I've got the face for podcasts and radio, as they say. So, uh, <laughs> oh, bye, mate. <laughs> I'm well suited. Matty, thanks so much for your time on Afternoon Sport. You take care. Thanks, guys. Really, really enjoyed it. All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. We're with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes to our guests, Matt Dunning and Shad Wicker. And also thanks to our great sponsors, Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And of course, thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh. And thanks to you, Shane and Dan, for having me this week. Tim Gill will be back on Monday from holiday. And thank you too, Drew. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you, mate, and uh, stepping in the big shoes of Timmy Gilbert. But uh, thanks for all your help, mate. You have a great weekend and we'll, we'll chat soon. Thank you, Shane.